0: Well guys, it was another crazy weekend of football. On top of that, the regular season of baseball has ended. We got the playoffs coming. So why not capitalize on a lot of this and make some bets? Go to mybookie.ag or the promo armchair. And you get a first deposit bonus. Put a hundred in, you get a hundred back. So it's extra money for you to play with and make some money in the course of Christmas and all kind of holiday travel coming up. Why not take care of all that right away? And not to mention, you can also bet on fantasy points. All kinds of props. First half, you can bet on the first half, second half, anything. Bet on the first five innings. So again, again, guys, go to my bookie. They have a great mobile site. They've been in business for years. Check them out. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys, welcome in. It's another Panther Rants podcast, or, I, or should I say, Pit Panther Rants and other sports rants, brought to you by Armchair Media. Uh, check out Armchair Media; we got plenty of other um, podcasts besides this one. There's a bunch of ACC ones, NFL, and or if you or if you're into MMA, we got that as well. Go check it out. It's in. It's at Armchair Media. Sorry about that. I um my allergies racked them this morning of course uh, so i talked and next thing you know my throat you know all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know gagging all right happy monday to you guys it's a monday after a pit win and we're gonna, uh, and i'm sure we're gonna get a riveting pit live wire uh, um, let's be honest i really can't wait until this live wire comes out if they even release one you know you know I want to see the, theatri- the theatrics of this whole game that happened on Saturday. You know, ha- I mean, how do you do this one? Maybe you have it where, like, you know, Narduzzi gives them an emotional speech about how the, the, uh, the stars are down and we have to, you know, we got to man up. And I know you guys can't do it, but you got to do it for the team that it moves on. I want to see how this gets spun. Or, you know, maybe they do something different with, you know, with the live wire. Like, what we're going to do with this game. The game, what happened on Saturday, let's just forget it happened. We won. That's the great part about it. But, let's just forget it all, it ever happened. You know, Let's just forget it all. I mean, this game pretty much was like, you know, when you go to a party and you got these you got your circle of friends. And, you know, there's always, a, you know, if you're a guy, there's that one girl that you guys, you know, you and your buds always, you know, tend to tend to pick with her. Whether you just do it out of fun or maybe, you know, there's just something about her that annoys you or whatever. But you happen to be that guy who, Doesn't but is secretly attracted to her. And you're not doing it to pick you know the the you know the piss her off. You're you just want to play with her. And you know, after a few few drinks, well, you know, things happen. Next thing you know, you wake up next to her in bed. Or on the flip side, if you're a female and of course there's that one guy that you can't stand and after a few drinks, same thing, you wake up next to And you both wonder, what the hell just happened last night? What the hell did we do? What happened? And that's when you just look at each other and you say, Well, let's just forget it happened. Let's mutually agree that you know, this you know, this episode just didn't occur. But who knows sometimes when these things happen you end up you know you end up with that person you end up marrying that person down the road you know sometimes that's how you know relationships end up you know you end up there's a person you secretly can't you, you can't stand him, but you secretly like them and or you just you know become friends or do the hush thing but th- this is basically what pretty much what happened on Saturday it happened, and we struggled against a one double A team. I mean, at least we didn't lose to them like we did with uh, Youngstown State and Paul Crisp, first game as head coach. We actually won, and we're you know we're not like, look we're not the first team that's ever struggled with a one double A team. There's plenty of other teams in power conferences that, that, that have done this, so I'm gonna stop convincing and spinning this. And yeah. There's a lot of things we can question about it. The injuries and obviously pits. you know, pits. Uh, some of Pitts players are banged up. And I guess Pat had full confidence that, you know, they can win this game without him. I mean, Delaware was a twenty eight point dog, so I hope he took the Del- you know I hope he took Delaware with us with, with the points on that one. I mean, the game itself, you know, for me wasn't available to bet. and I'm glad I never did. I'm glad I never was available, and I'm glad I never bet on it. Anyways, guys, looking at the game itself, Nick Patty had a hell of a game, statistically. And he made one big throw, two big throws towards the end of the game that, um, you know, got us the lead. Third seventeen, he just aired it out to Tayser Mac, and Mack made a beautiful catch. And then a few plays later, he, he hooks up with Tayser Mac again for the game winner. Uh, Pit out rushed Delaware. I'll gain them. I'll them. One eye uh, glaring statistic is that Pitt turned the ball over twice, fumble and interception. Delaware didn't. Delaware pretty much protected the ball and took an advantage of whatever we we can give them. But at the end of the day, pit one, and that's it. Okay, we won. Is it not good enough for some people that we won the damn game? I mean, we won it. I don't care. We won the game, okay? So let's shut up about it. And move on to the next game, Duke. All right. I want to hear about the fact that we lost, we won by three points, and then we bench most of our starters. And that you know, well, gee, Pat had to do this. If he doesn't do, you know, if something happens, you know, we criticize him. There's a lot of takes galore out of this. You know, it, it's over, guys. Just just leave it go. Let's uh, leave the virtual signaling, signaling to later in the season. More bitching about something else. This is just not the hill to die on okay we, 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 we won the damn game okay for God's <laughs> sakes we won the freaking game <sighs> anyway we got Duke coming up and we'll get to that with the ACC but because um, you know the, the Coastal is about to get weird again like it always does and that's just how it is it just gets weird So, because they, um Friday night, they, you know, Friday night, they pasted um, Virginia Tech 45 to 13. The game started out kind of slow. And I know, because I bet the over on the damn game. It was 51, the over is over 51. And of course, Duke decided to run up the score late in the game. And they went over and I was like, woohoo. Because I'm sure in the past... Tex probably beat them and rubbed it in their faces several times. And Duke's like, Yeah, you know what? I, I remember these old times. So, yeah, we're going to do it to you too. F you, brother. But things aren't going too well in the, uh, in the Fuente era. He, um, I thought maybe with, uh, Buzz Williams or Buzz Foster, I should say. Well, Buzz Williams went to, um, AM. Bud Foster is what I meant. I figure once they got... They ushered off Bud Foster. He could get his own coordinator. Things would get a little better. Because Bud doesn't really recruit. And, and he pretty much says... Give me whoever and I'll make this work. And he, you know... With the way the college football is... I don't think you really do that anymore. But the offense looks to be hot garbage as well. And with all the transfers... And a whole bunch of stuff going on... In the Fuente era... It's probably... I already, I already um, gave my prediction because UVA is trying to break their losing streak against Tech because no matter how bad Tech has been, they can't beat them. Here's what's going to happen. Right before the UVA game, maybe like a week before, maybe you know, Tech is going to fire Justin Fuente. Then they're going to put Bud Foster's interim head coach and then Tech is going to spank UVA. And then they're going to give Bud Foster to send-off and carry him off the field. That's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. I ain't put I put that on Twitter, too. You know, so it's there. And if I'm wrong, whatever. I've been wrong many times on Twitter. I haven't get shit wrong on Twitter. And, and, of course, there's some people that remind me about it. Because you know you, you, that that tweet button is so, it's, it's it's just it's like that it's like the red button. You just can't help yourself. You got you got to fire that tweet off. Yeah, I'm just gonna fire this off. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. But that's probably what's gonna happen. And that same night, we had um, Maryland and Penn State play, and Maryland, you know what? The line on that game was, was minus six Penn State. And I'm like, huh? And that was too easy to pass up. I mean, the, I mean, they covered by halftime. I mean, we were in the middle of the second quarter, and I, t- and I tweeted out, we still got another half of this game? I mean, this is Ridiculous. But, to our credit, hey, they covered, And of course. I didn't think, you know, I really wasn't. I had my doubts of Maryland because, you know, they, I mean, the hype around them was they scored a lot of points in their first two games. They went to Temple, and Temple brought them down to earth. So, naturally, Penn State, it's a, uh, Penn State. you know, you could tell the game was a go- in the first uh, drive where Maryland was driving because you know the first, first drive of the game was always scripted they always had the plays figured out already well he had a guy wide open and I guess he didn't see the well at least it looked like it but he didn't see the Penn State defender underneath him he just saw the receiver and a Penn State defender swooped in and picked him off and then Penn State scored I think two plays later I mean that's how pretty much you knew how the game was going to go You know how things go and of course we got some more weirdness going on the ACC which we'll get to here uh, let's go around the ACC there wasn't many games this weekend or at least it doesn't look like it uh, Syracuse knocked off Holy Cross 41-3 to so Syracuse gets back in the win column Clemson beat North Carolina 21-20 this was a hell of a game. North Carolina came out with everything they had. And of course, I would say the big, um, the big uh, you know thing was that uh, Mac Brown opted to go for it instead of um, going to overtime. Because people said, you know, the way that the game was going, Mac could have just t- t- taken the overtime and challenged them. But the th- I think, Look at how from Mac Brown's perspective, if you go to overtime, you're giving Clemson the short field. So they're gonna get the ball at 25 each time. And I think really he wasn't crazy about their chances then. Because if you get into overtime, Clemson probably buckles down on. The, on, on defense. Maybe he holds North Carolina on a field goal and then Clemson, you know, with the short field wins the game with a touchdown. So Mac obviously wanted to um, win this game here and there. And he, and you know, the play call could have been a little, little bit better, but it happens. But yeah, it was a bad play call for the most part. He tried to run out, or he tried to, I don't know. I think Mac forgot that he, you know, he had Vince Young as his quarterback. He had some other guy, and he's just a little slower. But look at the rest of the you know, rest of the ACC. Virginia and Notre Dame played, you know, squared off, and this was a hot bet because people were going with uh, people loved you know UVA with the points. And I think a kickoff it was ten and a half. This was a weird weekend for betting because a lot of the, a lot of the bets people thought were short bets weren't the short ones at all. I mean, I I actually the one bet I really you know did pretty well. Two bets I did pretty well on. Uh, SMU got was was uh, seven and a half point favorites over um, South Florida. South Florida is becoming hot garbage. So I did pretty well with that one. And I took, um, I took Utah to cover six and a half against, um, or was it four? It was between it was four and six and a half over Washington State because the difference between Washington State and Utah is Utah can score, but they also play defense, and it was at Utah, whereas Washington State can't play defense. They can score points, but they can't play defense. But um, UVA gave um, Notre Dame a to handle early in the game. They were laying at halftime, and not to mention they, they got onside kick to start the second half. It just didn't work out. The big backbreaker had to be a um, Bryce Perkins fumble, and then their Dame almost took it to the house, and I believe they scored on the next play or two. The next thing you know, it was 28-17. Yeah, because they were up 17-14. Their name scored. They were still in the game. And when that happened, that was pretty much it for UVA. And that was that was it. But as far as the uh, coast was concerned, UVA is still in the driver's seat. But it's about to get very, 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 very weird. In the coast. Uh, Georgia Tech got uh, slaughtered by uh, Temple 24-2. I thought this game would be a um, be a wee bit more competitive but it wasn't. And that's okay. Uh, Wake Forest knocked off Boston College 27-24. Wake is 5-0 and they may be 8-0 by the time they, they meet Clemson. And I thought maybe NC State, and Syracuse would give Clemson a little run for their money, but it looks like it's going to be Wake, and I'm surprised. But I mean, this is the same Wake team, Wake teams that we used to see, where they're just small but ferocious. And for BC, I expect it to be at least five, but they were four and one at this point or not. And speaking of NC State, they lost the they lost the forest State 31 to 13. Alex Morgan broke a hell of a game. I was expecting more at NC State this year, and I, well, unfortunately, I'm a little disappointed. Looking at the rest of the top 25, Oklahoma, they knocked off Texas Tech, they're on the roll. I thought Tech would give them a game just by a little bit, but I was horribly wrong on that one. Wisconsin beat Northwestern twenty four fifteen. Wisconsin was a twenty four point favorite. I wasn't betting that because Northwestern's a weird team to bet against because they get up for certain games, and for some reason, the likes of Wisconsin and Michigan State they tend to get up for. a and barely beats Arkansas. I don't know, I think people, you know, people tend to give, um, I guess, Chad Moore some problems because, you know, he, he you know, he's taking over, I mean, they're criticizing him over taking over a bad Arkansas program, and I think you have to give them time because look at what, look what it, look at what we built at SMU and look what's being done there. I mean, SMU's not ranked for the first time and since the, the death penalty. USC and Washington... Huskies win that one twenty to fourteen. Ole Miss, you know, god, they got ran out of the, they got ran out of the thing. by Bama, Bama's pretty much got a cakewalk in their um, conference. They won't get they won't see much of a challenge till they get the actual title game, SEC title game. That is. Well, that's pretty much you know as far as any of our games that you know stick out, and then a whole lot else really does. got the Steelers tonight, Uh, they play the Bengals, and you know, it's going to be lonely for me going to work today, because I get to see, I get to have the um, Texans fans and the Cowboys fans trash talk their teams over who lost the worst yesterday, and then they're going to turn around and look at me and say, what's going on with your Steelers, they're playing tonight, do you think they're actually going to win a game tonight? And then that's why I then that's why I have to say, well, you know, I get I guess I'll cry in my seven Super Bowls and Oh yeah, you haven't won a Super Bowl in almost ten years. So yeah, yeah, go cry you know, whatever. Exactly. So er- everybody gets to trash talking each other healthfully health you know, health health wise, whereas they have to turn out me like and say, Well, what's happened with your Steelers are four? It really could be back karma, because I remember when the Steelers um, started 0-2, and this was like, I forget what season this was, this was 2014, I remember, they started out and 2 Or it may have, have been, you know, it may have been 2013, one, one of those two seasons they started 0-2, and I had Texas fans ragging on me, because they were 2-0, and then... They lost a really bad game against uh, I think it was Seattle, it was at home against Seattle where it was shot through a pick six in overtime. And then they lost then they lost out the rest of the season. So be careful guys. It's back harming them, you know, pick with me. But they got the Bengals and both teams looking for their first win and I'm not sure what you know, what you know, what's you know what they can do here, you know. I'm not sure if this season's a lost cause. I don't know what it, you know. I know James Connor took a lot of criticism after last you know last week's week's loss because um, you know he fumbled at a critical point. I mean, you know, ball control has been been an obvious obvious issue with uh, James Connor. He's been on the fumble on occasions, and I mean. He, does, he has. He has nothing really to prove to me at all. I mean, he, after what he, would, you know, he's been through and what you know, he recovered and got drafted and had a hell of a had a, he had a hell of a college career. And got drafted. So he doesn't have much anything else to prove to me. But if he's not doing his part, he needs to be held accountable. You know, he's a stealer now. I'm sure he's mad about the haters but well when you fuck up on certain occasions people are going to come out and and bitch and of course Tyler Boyd he's uh, you know he's having you know so far he's gone up to a really good start with the Bengals despite the fact you know they're they're bad but he, you know, he's on pace to have a really good season statistically. I mean, I didn't think he would have much of a career, given how things were going for him. But you know, he, he had a crossroads, and he ended up recovering. And he had a, you know, really good season last year, and he ended up uh, signing a nice contract. So good for him. Lashawn McCoy scored another touchdown, so you know. JP Holtz got his first you know, catch in the NFL things are going pretty well for uh, for, for the uh, Penn alumni but as far as the NFL g- g- games go this was a weird weekend for betting as well some some you know, what the F moments happened I didn't bet ban- in the NFL games I'm glad I didn't although in Fandle I lost out pretty bad But you'll have that on certain weeks. You just got to have a knack for, for these things. But as far as, you know... Baker Mayfield had a hell of a game against the, um, the Ravens. And, and of course, he, he feels that people are giving up on them... And they're counting them out. But, you know... When you have um, a loaded offense... Where you have two really good receivers... A really good running back, another running back who will be there soon, and if you're not playing all that well, you're, you're going to have your critics. But I hope you know, uh, for their sake, they should hope they uh, continue to win. If not, they're going to be one of the biggest disappointments in football history. and obviously if you're a Pirates fan you're going through some things now uh, Clint Hurdle was fired Steve Blass retires I think he retired I th- well I know he was done with broadcasting I'm not sure if he's going to be doing work within the Pirates system or not I mean I grew up watching Steve Blass on television hearing you know hearing him and it was it was him and Lenny for Terry, and then you know L.A. retired. I'm thinking over a decade ago, but I do remember you know you know watching Steve last on television, you know the, broad, the Pirate the prior broadcasts on um, on KBL, and then it was I believe it was KBL then Fox Sports it became. I remember I think it was Prime Sports at one time it was Prime then KBL it was a bunch it, it, it went through a bunch of names I remember and hey I wish him well but as far as Clint Hurdle goes it's hard to win here in Pittsburgh given the, um, you know, the, you know, the you know the cards are stacked against you I feel like they did a hell of a job Although, towards the end, the team got stripped apart. You know, I mean, at one point, the Pirates won 98 games, and there was opportunities for them to, um, at the trade deadline, to upgrade their roster and maybe make a run, and they didn't do it. They stuck with what they had, and, and eventually, the talent they had, they ended up offloading anyway. I don't get that because you have a really good product on the field, and on top of that, you're making your profit, and you your profit is even greater by you know having a really good, really good team. People love coming to your ballpark. I don't get it, and the you know, the Pirates' problems are still. I mean, they're, they're the same as they always been. Even when, I, even when I had to hear them on the radio, when I didn't want to. And it's, well, pitching's always a problem. I remember, you know, back in the uh, mid-2000s, pirate pitchers kept blowing out their arms for some reason. They always kept getting hurt, but of course they had nobody else in the farm system because you know their scouting and townings, their, their scouting and talent sucked so that was always a big issue with them lesser farm system player development all the problems you, you, um, you see now have been the same problems for the last maybe like 20-30 years it's obviously not going to get better you thought it would when they, um, you know, they, they held those draft picks and they drafted Alvarez. They got McCutcheon. They got a whole bunch of players. You figure things were, were going to get better, and they did. I mean, they, they had some winning seasons, and th- then they offloaded the talent. They got rid of the players, which I don't really get, but whatever. I just know when the Astros, when they. Back in 2017 when they were really good. They needed one more arm for their staff. And of course there was people saying we need you know we need to get an arm and the Astros almost didn't do it, but ownership gave them the green light to go get the go grab Justin Verlander. And initially, they they were worried about giving up you know giving up certain things for him. But that's you know when you're uh, a franchise like the Astros, who's number one a World Series, those are things you have to do. So they get you know they gave up some some key prospects and got Verlander. And without Verlander, they don't win the World Series. Hell, without Charlie Morton, they don't win they not win the World Series. Although I do think they they probably regret. I uh, re signed Charlie. Charlie cashed in in, in in Tampa and he's he had a hell of a season again. But definitely without Verlaner, they don't win that World Series that year. And that's just what you have to do sometimes. You know, you got, you got to make moves, and Pirates didn't make them. And, and now the Astros, well, it's during during a, a um they've reached a point now where they know what they have and they're trying to, they want to stay competitive they want to, you know, remain on the top so they lost Morton they went after they went and got uh, Zach Reinke from Arizona and they're in the hunt obviously for another, for another World Series title and who knows if they'll get it or not Last, they didn't have a team last year, but they um you know, they had a really good pitching staff. It's just um, Red Sox were a hot team, and the, you know, the Astros didn't have the offense to match it because their players weren't healthy. They were hurt. This year, maybe it's a little different for them. Who knows? But, you know, Verlaine had a 21-season. Garrett Cole won 20 games. I mean, for part pitchers to leave and get better... I think it's pretty vindictive of what's going on with the staff what happens after this I don't know it may be the same circle as we always have seen with the pirates and I see people wanting to email Peduto and do all this crap and politicians can't do anything they can't make them do anything at all it just is what it is and you just, you know, I mean, you can hope that nothing gets bought out, but I don't know if that happens. I think, you know, I think this power fans are stuck. And I just, it's, it irks me. People are saying that, you know, they may move the team down the road if this keeps up. But why in the hell would you want to move this team? you got a beautiful ballpark. You're going to make money no matter what, because people are always going to come and watch the, watch them play. I mean wouldn't you want a really good baseball team as your bonus and maximize your profits even more? Wouldn't it make sense? I don't know. I think it would. But it's either they're trying to, you know, sabotage this team or they just don't give a shit. They or you know, or maybe they just don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing, or they don't give a shit. It's probably one of the two. Anyways, guys, I'll stop here. Enough of the pirate rant. Uh, enjoy the steers tonight. Hell of a pit. And of course, like I said before, and the ACC Coastal, it's going to get weirder. We'll talk about that probably either Wednesday or Thursday. Hell of a pit, guys. Bye.